It's nighttime in the big city. The hotel room smells from cigarettes and cheap perfume. A woman shops for fruit in a trench coat. I don't know if this city's more like Sodom or Gomorrah. It's theme time radio hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Welcome once again to Theme Time Radio Hour. We always consider the start of a new episode to be a cause for celebration. And this is no exception. The only difference is that today, when we raise a pint, it's just a drop in the bucket. The fluid we're talking about is a bit more plentiful in the human body. As a matter of fact, there's about five liters of it, and it travels around your body by a thousand times a day. Along with sweat and tears, it's among the most popular of the bodily fluids. It's the fuel we run on that carries the oxygen to the sugar in our cells. It's the stuff of life and the stuff of nightmares. We all have it, but the mere sight of it can make a grown man faint. And of course, it's inspired lots of music. It's the crimson river of life that runs inside all of us. We're looking at blood today on Theme Time Radio Hour. You better eat some garlic, because we're bound to attract some vampires. I bid you welcome. The spider spinning his web for the unwary fly. The blood is the light. Children of the night, what music they make. We play Little Esther so many times that we pretty much told her whole story. Here's one last fact. In 1962, when Kenny Rogers got her signed to his brother's record label, she went from being Little Esther to Esther Phillips. And no, that wasn't her real last name. She took that from a nearby Phillips gas station. It's a good thing she wasn't near Texaco. Here she is, little Esther, less blood and bones. I want two arms, two legs, two lips to call my own. Two arms, two legs, two lips to call my own. I want a real life daddy, flesh, blood and bones. Little Esther Texaco and flesh, blood, and bones. She wants a guy, two arms, two legs, and two lips to call her own. If she had six fingers and three nipples, she'd be more like Anne Boleyn, the wife whom King Henry VIII was trying to unload. He had a plan. If he couldn't get his divorce decree, he was going to claim that the extra digit and the supernumerary nipple was evidence that she was a witch. A little too much flesh, blood, and bones on Anne Boleyn could have proven her downfall. 
This is Theme Time Radio Hour, and we're coagulating. We're out for blood. We're hot-blooded. It makes my blood boil. It might make yours run cold. You can't get blood from a stone, but we're going to die blood, even if it's blue blood. This show is for everybody, including the bleeding hearts. John D. Rockefeller once said, the way to make money, and he would know this, is to buy when blood is running in the streets. Blood in the Streets from Independent International. Blood in the Streets. Rated R under 17, not admitted without parents. Here's an unusual record with an interesting story behind it and an interesting name. The artist was DaCosta Woltz, and he's performing here with the Southern Broadcasters, though they never played anywhere near a radio station. DaCosta Woltz was in the patent medicine business, and he was the mayor of Gallux, Virginia, in 1930 and 1931. DaCosta Woltz vanished into obscurity after swindling the town of Gallux while he was the mayor. Let me see now. Patent medicine business, crooked mayor, swindled the town, disappeared in obscurity. Of course he recorded a gospel record. Here's the Costa Waltz and the Southern Broadcasters. Are you lost in the blood of the Lamb? Southern Broadcasters, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Being washed in the blood of the Lamb refers to the metaphoric washing away of sin by the virtue of the Lamb of God. The Lamb was a frequent animal sacrifice in both the Old and New Testament. When Abraham was supposed to sacrifice his son Isaac, he tells his son that we're going to offer a lamb for sacrifice. After all, I don't think Isaac would have gone with him otherwise. To bring a lamb on their journey, and when God spares Isaac, the lamb is sacrificed instead. During Passover, the ten plagues are commemorated. The tenth one was the slaying of each firstborn Egyptian meal. The blood from a sacrificed lamb was sprinkled on the doorposts on homes belonging to the Israelites. That would be a signal for the angel of death to pass over. And the Last Supper, of course, was a Passover Seder. 
Next up, we're going to hear some words from a regular contributor to the festivities here. And in this case, he's going to tell us the tale of a woman who's positively reptilian, one who allows ice water to transude from her flesh. Here's Memphis Slim, cold-blooded woman. I wanked out there in a steel mill. I wanked just like a slave. I come home on a Friday. I give my Slim and cold-blooded woman, the kind of woman that sweats popsicles. Slim gave a shout-out to his guitar player, Matt Miffy, there. And Matt played pretty nice, but it wasn't what you call a guitar god. They love the flashy fingers and the solos full of filigree. Be careful, these might be false gods. I hope if you're a young guitar player listening to this show with your guitar in your lap, hoping to cop some licks, you'll pay attention. You don't have to fill up every moment with a hundred notes. People like Guitar Slim only played a few notes, but every single one of those notes was like an ice pick to your heart. While we're on the subject of cold-blooded women, one that has to be on the top of the list is Lady Macbeth. She distracted King Duncan's guards with alcohol, allowing her husband the opportunity to murder him with a pair of daggers. In the process, she stained her hands. Macbeth realized how evil his act was and lamented killing King Duncan. Lady Macbeth thought his concerns were a weakness. She told him to just wash off the blood and wash away the deed. However, guilt eventually found her and she found herself unable to clean her hands. She imagined blood on him no matter how much she washed and rubbed him. We all know her famous speech which starts, Out damn spot. 
She was never able to clean her hands, and she kills herself off stage before Act Five, Scene Five. You know, while we're on the subject of all things Shakespearean, I wasn't even planning on playing this, but I just remembered it, and we have to add it because you haven't heard anything until you hear Jerry Lee Lewis singing Shakespeare. Let me tell you what happened. I think it was 1968. Jerry Lee was in a rock and roll musical based on Shakespeare's Othello. It was called Catch My Soul. He played Iago, who was Othello's closest advisor. He wasn't a good advisor. As a matter of fact, Iago was the embodiment of evil. A lot of people think he's Shakespeare's most villainous creation. Iago convinces Othello to murder his faithful wife Desdemona. Now Jerry Lee plays this character, not hiding his Louisiana accent, but singing Shakespeare's words. He told the Los Angeles Times reporter that Shakespeare is really something. You can't help but wonder what Shakespeare would have thought of this. Jerry Lee Lewis from Catch My Soul, Lust of the Blood. Cassio loves her. I do believe it. She loves him. As of great credit, I hate the more. Yet I am sure he'll satisfy his wife every day of her life with love. Too. You know I do Not out of lust But cause I must Or I suspect The lusty moor Between my sheets Has done my office More than once before With lust of the blood The mission of the weak That's what you call Jealous, plague his life. The thought of that calls my inside, and never will, no, never shall my soul be satisfied by lust of the blood, the mission of the weak. I'll have my revenge, and I'm gonna have my fear. After some time to abuse a fellow's ear that Cassio's too familiar with his wife. The more is noble, the more is free. He thinks men honest, <laughs> that seem to be. I'll plague him with flies, poison with lies, and everywhere he goes, I'll eat a hint to this radio show, I can just plan that. Jerry Lee Lewis singing Shakespeare. That's what this show is all about. Kind of makes you sad that no one ever recorded Muddy Waters' version of Death of a Salesman. 
This is Theme Time Radio Hour. Now we're having a bloody good time. I'd like to apologize to our friends across the pond for my crude language. The word bloody was considered a curse in England. In English newspapers, it used to be spelled B dash 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 Y. It was considered a horrid word. But according to the Oxford English Dictionary, even though the origin is uncertain, it's most likely in reference to bloods, which means the aristocratic rowdies of the late 17th, early 18th centuries. Bloody drunk would mean as drunk as a blood. People like mocking the upper class, especially when they acted like the lower class. The word bloody to mock the blue bloods became popular. We told you earlier in the year that we lost Ike Turner. We're going to play him again now. Ike was an important musician. He played with Elmo James, Roscoe Garden, and Otis Rush. He was famous in R&B circles before he even met Tina. Here's one of those records. An atmospheric song. Gosh, she made my blood run cold. She made my blood run cold. Sent cold chills all through my soul. She made my blood run cold Sent cold chills all through my soul He said your kisses freezes my heart Causes my blood to stop Have icicles hanging from my eyes I need heat all around the clock She made my blood run cold He checked my blood pressure He found that I had none He said, bring me that woman So she can see what she has done She made my blood run cold Sent cold chills all through my soul On the federal label, like Turner and the Kings of Rhythm, she made my blood run cold. In the past few years, there's been two films about Truman Capote and the most famous book he wrote in Cold Blood. The movies are really good, but you really should read the book itself. It was released in 1965 and was all about a horrible murder which took place in Kansas. Capote went to the scene of the crime along with his good friend Hopper Lee, who later would write to kill a muckenbird. The two of them immersed themselves in the local scene. There were rumors of a homosexual affair between Truman Capote and one of the killers, but there's no evidence for it. Reading Cold Blood and then Ren Capote and Infamous. Watching both of them, you get to see a couple of different perspectives. It's almost a mini Rashomon. Jimmy Drake was a truck driver. He had one big hit record when he was in his 40s. It's one of those records that everyone knows, but if you ask them who did it, they couldn't tell you. I'll tell you who it is. It's Jimmy Drake. But that's not the name on the record. The name on the record is Nervous Nervous. It's a perfect song for a truck driver. All about a mishap on the road. It's called Transfusion. And it goes like this. Tooling down the highway doing 79. I'm a twin pipe popper and I'm feeling fine. Hey man, dig that. Was that a red stop sign? <laughs> 
confusion, transfusion. I'm just a solid mess of contusions. Never, never, never gonna speed again. Slip the blood to me, bud. I jump in my rod about a quarter to nine. I gotta make a date with that chick of mine. I cross the center line. Man, you gotta make time. Transfusion, transfusion. Oh, man, I got the cotton picking convolutions. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Shoot the juice to me, Bruce. My foot's on the throttle and it's made of lead But I'm a fast-riding daddy with a real cool head I'm a-gonna pass a truck on the hill ahead Transfusion, transfusion My red corpse suckles are in mass confusion Never, never, never gonna speed again Pour the crimson in me, Jimson I took a little drink and I'm a-feeling right I can fly right over everything, everything in sight There's a slow-poking cat, I'm gonna pass him on the right Transfusion, I'm a real gone pale face, and that's no illusion. I'm a never, never, never gonna speed again. Uh, pass the claret to me, Barrett. A rolling down the mountain on a rainy day. Oh, when you see me coming, better start to pray. I'm a cutting up the road, and I'm the boss all the way. Transfusion, transfusion. Oh, Doc, pardon me for this crazy intrusion. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Pump the fluid in me, Louie. I'm burning up the freeway early this morning. I'm a-passing everybody. Oh, nothing but corn, man. Out of my way. I don't drive with my horn. Transfusion. Oh, nurse, I'm gonna make a new resolution. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Put a gallon in me, Allen. Oh, barnyard drivers are found in two classes. Line crowding hogs and speeding jackasses. So remember to slow down today. Hey, Daddy-O, uh, make that type O, huh? a boy. That was Nervous Nervous and Transfusion. Slip the crimson Jimmy Jimson. Pump the fluid to me, Louie. That record got up to number eight on the pump charts. Imagine a record like that on the charts now. We lived in great times. I talked to Billy Vera about Nervous Nervous and Transfusion. This is what he had to say. It was just one of those crazy records. You know, novelties were really big in the 50s. You know, I, I think Mitch Miller made his career based on the novel. He'd put in these little odd instruments like a glockenspiel or a, a tack piano or something. And... This may sound like heresy, but one of the main elements, I think, of rock and roll, besides, you know, country boogie and besides rhythm and blues, besides gospel, was the novelty record. Because people's ears in the 50s were itching for the novel sound. And sometimes that got carried to the wacky extreme, and Nervous Norvis was certainly wacky in the extreme. Thank you, Billy. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, your radio cure for iron poet blood. While we're on the subject of health, we should look at the career of Sylvester Graham. It'd be enough if he just invented the Graham Cracker. That's probably the least interesting thing about him. You see, Sylvester Graham believed that all diseases could be traced to sex and diet. He dedicated his life to a battle against masturbation. He was also in favor of healthy eating. I'm with him on the healthy eating part. He thought that sexual thoughts came from carnal desires that were encouraged from meat-eating. He wanted people to stop eating meat and to exercise frequently, hoping that the exhaustion would stem nocturnal emissions. He fully believed that sex once a month was plenty for married couples. And outside of marriage, forget about it. He said that masturbation incurs a plethora of undesirable effects. It riddles the body with disease and leaves the mind in ruins. He said that every time you masturbate, spiritually, you create an enemy. He was close friends with the men who created Kellogg's, who also had controversial views on health and sex. There's a lot of healthy people who eat graham crackers and cornflakes. I don't know. For me, I think it'd be easier to give up graham crackers. Sometimes records, even after all these years, are a little bit of a mystery. And I like that. I've never seen another record by this guy on the label he's just called Honey Boy. Some people think it might be Honey Boy Edwards, but that doesn't sound anything like him. So I'll just tell you what I know. On the specialty record label, here's Honey Boy with blood stains on the wall. Sheets and pillows torn to pieces. 
bloodstain all over the wall. Sheets and pillows torn in pieces, bloodstain all over the wall. Well, I knew I wasn't injured when I left this morning. I didn't leave the phone out in the hall. Well, better come clean, baby. For soon find it out. Detectives gonna be hanging around my door. Wanna know what it's all about, so tell me, baby. Well, that blood stain on my wall. Well, I knew I wasn't in it this morning. Then leave the phone out in the hall. Stains on the wall, sheets and pillars torn to pieces. Another great example of saying a lot by saying a little. If you find yourself in blood stains and a shirt, perhaps, here's a simple four-step method for getting rid of them. One, wet the stain with cold water. Two, coat the blood stain with powdered meat tenderizer and more cold water. That makes sense. Blood is found in meat, and tenderizer could break it down. Three, rub this paste into the shirt and let it sit for about half an hour. Four, during this half hour, consider what you have done. Then rinse and head for Mexico. This next song we're going to play is a sea shanty. The word may have come from the French word chante, to sing. Shanties were work songs that were used on square rig ships. Their rhythms coordinated the efforts of many sailors hauling on lines. There are three types. There are short haul shanties for smaller tasks, there's halyard shanties for heavier work that requires more setup time, and there's capstan shanties for long repetitive tasks requiring a sustained rhythm, but not involving working on the lines. These shanties usually add more melody and were often adapted from popular songs from the mainland. This one is a halyard shanty and is performed by Paul Clayton, who is a third generation resident of the most famous whaling port in the world, New Bedford, Massachusetts. His grandfather outfitted whaling ships. Here's a song that was first mentioned in 1879. It's called Go Down Ye Blood Red Roses. In some Napoleon ballads, the British Army is referred to as the Bunch of Roses due to their red uniforms. Perhaps that is what Paul means here. Here's Paul Clayton, Go Down Ye Blood Red Roses. As I was going around Cape Horn, Go down ye blood red roses, go down. I wish to the Lord I'd never been born. Go down, your blood red roses, go down. All your pinks and posies. Go down, your blood red roses, go down. Around that cape in heavy gales. Go down, your blood red roses, go down. 
And it's all for the sake of them sperm whales. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, all your pinks and posies. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, around Cape Horn in frost and snow. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, around the Cape we all must go. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, all your pinks and posies. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, oh yes, my lads, we'll roll a lee. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down. We'll soon be far away from sea. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, all your pinks and posies. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, just one more pull and that'll do. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, and where the boys to put her through. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down, all your pinks and posies. Go down, your blood red roses. Go down. That was Paul Clayton. Go down, your blood red roses. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Those are the words of noted politician and clock collector Thomas Jefferson. Of course, T.J. said that in the days before we were all citizens of the world in a global environment, when it was still possible to be a patriot, indeed, and not just in words. Another example of how the future confuses us, which is why we stick with our credo, predicting the past is our way to the future. We played Blue Lou Barker before, and we can play her husband. His name's Danny, and he comes from a family of musicians. His grandfather was in the Onward Brass Band, and his uncle played with King Oliver and Sidney Bechet. It was a bad influence, and Danny often cut school to follow his uncle's bands around. He picked up a couple of chords and ended up playing banjo when Babe's son in Kid Rena's band was too intoxicated to perform. He caught the performing bug and soon was known as the Banjo King of New Orleans. He switched over to the guitar and played with Benny Carter and Cap Calloway. Later in his life, he gave back to the community by compiling interviews with older musicians. In 1965, he was appointed assistant to the curator of the New Orleans Jazz Museum, a position he kept until he passed away in 1994. The museum is a legacy for jazz fans, as are Danny's records. Here's one called Blood on the Moon. Baby, I had a dream about you. You were running, playing with your swoon. Baby, I had a dream about you. You were running around, playing with your swoon. Well, I ain't no fortune teller, but you're gonna get blood on the moon. Don't let me get back, baby. Change that in cause that's a sad truth. Well, don't let me get back. Can't get in cause that's a sad truth. You've been grabbing my allotment checks, so you're getting blood on the moon. Down. 
Danny Parker, Blood on the Moon. Blood on the Moon is usually taken as a bad omen. In the book of Revelations, chapter 6, verse 12, it refers to the moon like blood as a sign of the imminent apocalypse. And I quote, I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood. The full moon in October is referred to as a blood moon. The lunar eclipse can make the blood appear to turn red, and sometimes when people see that, they say there's blood on the moon. I don't care how you explain it, it just sounds bad. Blue, hairless creatures roaming the countryside from Elmendorf to Cuero. Ranchers talking of livestock being drained of blood. Put the two together, sounds like that legend of the chupacabra. American sports stars have it easy. Take Bill Buckner, for example. When that ball rolled through his legs and he lost the game for his team, I'm sure he had a bad day. But it was nothing compared to Colombian soccer star Andre Escobar. Andre scored a goal against his own team by mistake, causing his team to lose an important playoff and get knocked out of the World Cup. Andre just didn't have to deal with being pulled from the game and maybe being jeered by the crowd and chastised by his coach. Oh no, it was much worse than that. An irate wine waiter gunned down Andre Escobar. He shot Escobar numerous times, and every time he shot him, he shouted, Goal! You see, they take their soccer very serious in Colombia. I don't know where this guy was a waiter, but it was probably a really tough joint. What they usually call a bucket of blood. That's what they call any violence-prone bar. Where they think the name came from is a bar in London known as the Lamb and Flag Pub. They would have bare-knuckle prize fights there. They'd hold the fights in the back room. I don't know how many of you bare-knuckle bucks before, but it could be a bloody affair. This back room was soon known as the Bucket of Blood. Through the years, that name became synonymous with any bar where violence could break out at any moment. I don't know which one Big Boy Groves is singing about, but I know I'd be careful if I walked in there. As Big Boy Groves and Bucket of Blood. Big Boy Groves playing the organ there for you, too. Mighty fine sound. Everybody's going across the track. A little old smoked out chicken shack. So jump a little place called a bucket of blood. If you get out of line, your name is Mud. Bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood. The cooking is done by Big Mama's niece. Catfish and chicken fried the same grease. If you want to get served, just sit down and wait. Or you'll look down the barrel of a 38. Bucket of blood, bucket of blood. You can hear the jukebox blasting for blocks around, but nobody dares tell them to turn it down. The cats that hang around are seven foot tall. They'll knock you down and die you to fall. Bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood. Two men walks in and scans the deck. It's a city morgue making a routine check. They find a body sprawl behind the door. Somebody stepped on somebody's toe. Bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood. Big bad John walks in and tries to flirt with a chick in a corner wearing a tight tail skirt. A left of the body and a hard right cross. She shows Big John who's the boss. Bucket of blood, bucket of blood. Little Joe walks in, fresh out of jail, takes a chew of barbed wire and spits out a nail, walks over to the counter and orders some grub, reaches out his hand and ends up with a nub. Now I've traveled across country and I've been around, and there's a bucket of blood in every town. Sometimes they call it a fancy name. A bucket of blood, just the same. Bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood, bucket of blood. A tune for a little ditty about a violent prone establishment. Bucket of blood, big bug grooves. Stuck out his hand and ends up with a nub. 
We're talking about blood here on Theme Time Radio Hour, all types. And while we're talking about blood, we'll take a moment to talk about the Grand Guignol in Paris, France. It was tucked in along the brothels and bars. It opened in 1894 and closed in 1962. In between those years, it specialized in horror shows. It took its name from a traditional puppet character named Guignol. It was founded by Oscar Matinier, who used to be the private secretary to the police commissioner of France. He saw a class of people who weren't usually seen in plays. Prostitutes, criminals, street urchins, you know, the lower class. The theater was created to put on shows showing this part of life. The focus changed when Max Moy took over as director. It went from slice of life to slice of death. Realistic representations of unimaginable horror became the regular show. Some people think it filled the gap from the discontinuing of public executions. The Grand Guignol productions were horrifying. They had ten different recipes for stage blood and used real animal blood in parts. It is said that Guignol actors know exactly which species of eyeball bounced best on a wooden stage. Their most popular plays featured a bleak world view along with the gory special effects. The most famous performer of the Grand Guignol was Paula Maxa. It is said that she was murdered more than 10,000 times in 60 different ways. From the wilds of St. Paul, Minnesota, come the String Kings. This is from 1959 on the Gaiety record label, little number known as Bloodshot. They were pretty sure about the title. They say it ten times at the beginning of the song. I counted them. Bloodshot, 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 bloodshot. That's Bloodshot by the String Kings. Now a Bloodshot is a shot of vodka and beef bullion. Doesn't sound like much of a drink to me. I prefer Bloody Mary. A lot of stories where the Bloody Mary came from. Some people say it was created by a bartender in Harry's, a bar in Paris in the 20s. Some say Mary, Queen of Scots, created it, and it's named after her. Georgie Jessel says he created it. I don't know who created it, but here's how I make it. Take two-thirds of a cup of tomato juice. Don't pay pennies here. Get a good tomato juice. Add two to three ounces of vodka. I sometimes add four. One teaspoon of horseradish. Use fresh horse... Fresh horse... Water. And use fresh... Use fresh horseradish. 
sprinkle a little Tabasco sauce in there, and then one teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce. I can say that easier than horseradish. Take the juice of a half a lime, a little bit of salt. I use the coarse sea salt. I like the texture. A little fresh ground pepper. Then stick a celery stock in there. Put on a couple of Willie Nelson records. Sit for a while. And good night, mother. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What's your name and where you're calling from? Hi, Bob. My name's Charlie Mordo. My friends call me Buck. I'm calling from Kenton, Ohio. You mind if I call you Buck, Charlie? <laughs> I'd be honored. Okay, Charlie. What can I do for you? You're going to have to excuse me. I have a little bit of a cold. It's okay, Charlie. Keep going. Well, Bob, I love the show. Most of the time. You know what kind of burns me up? When you play all that gospel music... I was listening today, and I was really enjoying it. Until you got to that song about the blood of the lamb. Wish you'd play less gospel music. Well, Charlie, listen. I play all sorts of music. I'm sorry you don't like the gospel music. I think they're great songs. You might just be getting too hung up on the meaning. You know, I play murder ballads. I'm not out killing anybody. You know, it's funny. No one ever calls up to complain when we play songs about drinking too much liquor. In a way, it doesn't matter what the song is about. What's important is the fact that the singer means it at that minute. I mean, I'd rather hear a heartfelt song on a subject I don't care about than hear two minutes of empty sentiment about something I love. The watchwords here on Team Time Radio Hour have always been passion and heart. So we're going to keep on playing gospel music because there's certainly plenty of heart in it. Thanks for calling, Charlie. Thank you, Bob. Here come the Zion Travelers and a song called The Blood. You know, I'll give this song a try. That's what we'd like to hear, Buck. was not my cooling boat. Come on, Jesus. I got up early this morning and I saw a brand new day that's been coming ever since creation and I never witnessed before. And Jesus still had his darling arms around me. And I got out on my knees and I said, why? That was The Blood by the Zion Travelers on this blood-soaked edition of Theme Time Radio Hour. The stink. I almost gag. His blood smells even worse than he does. Jesus. And it's all over the place. But the creep himself, he's gone. Sirens. I used to welcome the sound. We got time for about one more, courtesy of the Mississippi Sheiks. Walter Vincent on guitar and vocals, Lonnie Chapman on fiddle, Sam Chapman on guitar, and Bo Carter on guitar. Don't let the name fool you, he was also a Chapman. I mention their names because it's important to remember that these are people. This is how they made their living. They went somewhere to record it and went many places to perform it. It's how they got life experience to write and record more songs. Sure, you can sit around your house, click to buy without ever leaving home, stick in your earbuds and listen to it all alone. But you gotta ask yourself, what's the next generation gonna write about? Sitting home alone, you're not gonna write a song like this. 
I got blood in my eyes for you, Mississippi Sheiks. I was out this morning, feeling blue. I said a good-looking girl, can I make love with you? Hey, hey, babe, I've got blood in my eyes for you. Mississippi Sheiks. As falls the dew on quenchless sands, blood only serves to wash ambition's hands. That was said by Lord Byron, and I wish I had more time to read more of Lord Byron. But unfortunately, we've spent so much time immersed in the blood that we have to go for another week. I will leave you with the words of another man, a man known for his wit and his stirring speeches. It's Winston Churchill who once said, I would say to the House, as I would say to those who have joined this government, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. We've done a show about blood. We've done a show about tears. We've got a work show coming up that covers toil. I guess the only one we got left to do is sweat. I better go look for some records about sweating. I'll be back here next week. Don't sweat the smart stuff. And never forget, blood may be thicker than water, but it's not thicker than money. Thanks for listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky and the associate producer is Anita Fitzgerald. Continuity is by Eats Martin and the editor is Damian Rodriguez. The supervising editor is Rob McCumber. The research team is Diane Lapson and Bernie Bernstein with additional research courtesy of Lynn Sharon and April Hayes, Callie Clavin, Turns, Michael, Sean Patrick, and Matthew Meltzer. Robert Bauer was the librarian and the production coordinator was Debbie Sweeney. Special thanks go out to Randy Azradi, Coco Shinomiya, Simpsons Diner, and Lee Abrams. Tex Carbone was our director of studio operations. Recorded in Studio B of the historic Abernathy building, built in 1848. It's a great water park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini speaking. 
Join us again next week. We take a look at war.